0: You know, some days I just wake up and I go, you know what? I want to record and get a show out. Excuse me real quick, y'all. I got to plug my damn charger from my laptop as uh, a group chat message went well, off, Let me plug this motherfucker real quick. There we go. So, excuse me real quick. Open up a can of good old fresh lemon. Oh, hear that crispness, that lemon lime Sprite. Man, oh, man, that crispiness. Cheers. That bubble fizzled. Alright, so everybody, welcome to another edition of Conversation with Shelby Green. I am your host, the main man, Shelby Green. And we got a lot to talk about today. Actually, I'm glad I waited till Wednesday to record this. Obviously, I dropped the show Thursday at 9 a.m. I am very, very fortunate to, to give you this show today. Um, girlfriend's been underneath the weather. Little man's been sick around the house. We've been dealing with a lot of things. And to the point where I'm just very... Um, just been very, a lot of things going on. Little men's fall ball season start for baseball. Um, Obviously, I'm a proud sponsor of the Indy RBI program, which he plays at. So, just a lot of things going up here in Indianapolis. Um, Big weekend for Little College football. Got to talk about Little Basketball, obviously. We got some breaking news on, well, actually some news that was made this morning about things. And everything else. Now, ah, (laughs) to get the uh, biggest things out of the way. Um, playing simple in my notes today, man, let me pull my notes for the recording. I promise you guys, I give you a full week one recap of the NFL season, and also I give you my week two predictions on things. And but I'm also gonna add a little thing, I'm gonna, add, I'm gonna give you three positives and three negatives to take away from this weekend. And the three, you know, I thought about doing an ASC and an NFC way, but I thought that'd be just a little too much because I was sitting around thinking. But I'm just going to go ahead and get right into it because my first thing I'm going to talk about, everybody knows me, I'm a Pittsburgh Steeler fan, and if you are, I do cuss on my podcast, I do cuss on my podcast a lot, but at the same time, I also kind of dial it back, I don't say certain words, I kind of push things, you know, I try to limit myself on the word fuck at least maybe five or ten times. Which is a lot, people say. But I'm letting you know here right now. If you are around your children right now, and I apologize, we'll drop in a certain word before letting this know. But if you are around your children right now, or around anybody, or you just only want to hear a rant, just turn this podcast off and just check back with me next week on the review because this is going to get out. Just is just me expressing my feeling, opinion, excuse me on things we're we'll going to get rock and roll. So, I'm going to give you all about five seconds. Five, four, three, two, one. So, Sunday, September 6th, 10th at 10 o'clock at Heinz Field. It's always going to be Heinz Field where the Pittsburgh Steelers play at. The Steelers played the San Francisco 49ers. Now, going into this game, I actually thought the Steelers had a chance to win. I knew the 49ers were a better football team. And the Steelers laid a fucking egg. Part of my language, but the Pittsburgh Steelers, what the fuck was that? Can somebody please explain to me what that was? You mean to tell me that the Pittsburgh Steelers laid a fucking egg that bad on Sunday night? Are you fucking serious right now? How in the hell does that happen? We got punked. As Mike Tomlin said, we got kicked in the teeth. I'm gonna talk with Mike Tomlin here in a minute, but let me make this real clear. Are the San Francisco 49ers a better football team than us? Yes. Are they one of the better teams in the NFC? Yes. Are they one of the best teams in the NFL? Of course. But you mean to tell me they're 23 points better than the Pittsburgh Steelers? There ain't no way in hell. I refuse to believe that. I refuse to believe that narrative. And if anybody out there has to disagree with me, I don't care. It's my opinion. Here's my thing on this. You mean to tell me that the Pittsburgh Steelers... Had one drive of up tempo offense that led to seven points. It started off with Najee Harris getting a 24-yard run. They finally let Najee Harris run the ball to the outside instead of him running the ball on to the um, to the up the middle when he was meeting guys like Fred For- Fred Warner and all those guys. The the best, the 49ers. And I mean this wholeheartedly, and I mean this from the bottom of my heart. Kenny Pickett did not play really well. I am a Kenny Pickett supporter. I think Kenny Pickett is the answer in this this franchise at uh, the quarterback position. Kenny Pickett did not play well. I know he did it. He threw, went 31-4-6, to to 232. One touchdown, two interception, was sacked five times. And I mean this wholeheartedly. One of the interceptions was a curl-flat route that Deontay Johnson slipped on that was that was a pick, which I can't really blame Kenny for. You know, it was, it, was, it was. The second pick, he was trying to make something happen, which he shouldn't have, and threw that bad ball. Kenny threw a lot of passes behind. He had a pass that could have been a slant pass to Deontay Johnson in the end zone. But I will make this real clear. I've been saying this personally for the last two years, especially after last season. Matt Cane, the offensive coordinator for the Pittsburgh Steelers has got to fucking go if the Pittsburgh Steelers want to make any noise. So, Matt Cannaday. You know Matt Cannaday has been the offensive coordinator since 2021. The Pittsburgh Steelers have yet to go to have a total game of 400 yards, of total offense. Yet to have a game of that. They haven't had one. Do you know the Pittsburgh Steelers have not done... have not? When's the last time the Pittsburgh Steelers scored 30 points? That you can regularly look at the Pittsburgh Steelers and say, they can put up 30 points. When is the last time that the Pittsburgh Steelers put fear in people like they used to? That's the problem. The Pittsburgh Steelers, and also I want to give a shout out to T.J. White, played your ass off, the best defensive player in the NFL, and ain't even fucking close. And ain't nobody going to argue me on that either. And I look at you in both faces and say, get the fuck out of my face because it's not even a point. I mean, it's not a point to argue that. You can't tell me a man like T.J. Watt. You put T.J. T.J. Watt just plays on a bad football team that's offensively just dis- just dis- discombobulated. Najee Harris got six carries of thirty-one yards. Jalen Warren three carries six yards. That's the problem right there. Why are we not trying to run the ball more? Why are we going for just going for first down, first down, first, just bad passing? We have got to run the ball more for the Pittsburgh Steelers to work. You have to run the ball. Remember, remember, up when Ben Big Ben was fucking throwing. 40 to 50 times a fucking game. You can't do that. You mean to tell me you can't take 40, 60 of these attempts and put about 14 of them back and running? Can't, you can't run the ball a little bit? I know we got behind early, but you could have started this a little early. Hit the edge. has done something. Deontay Johnson's out with an injury. George Pickens frustrated. He ain't getting the fucking ball, and I ain't mad at him. He, he needs to get the ball. Allen Robson, five catches from 64 yards, played really well. Friar Booth caught the only game-winning touchdown. That's how he didn't do anything else. I guess it's something to probably He caught the touchdown pass, at least. Uh, defensively, you know, the run defense. I mean, Christian McCaffrey's a bad dude. But, man, come on. You kidding me? Stop. It's to the point now that I'm fed up with this shit. I'm fucking fed up. And I love Mike Tomlin to death. I'm a big Mike Tomlin supporter. Excuse me as so I take a drink. I love Mike Tomlin. Q-tip, his dad calls him. I love him to death. I've always been a fan of the guy. But Mike Tomlin's biggest flaw is, is that he consistently will have guys on his staff for years and he will go to back for him every fucking time to the point that it, it's damn near, it, it's damn near, it hurt, it, I mean, it, it causes issues. Like, you can't tell me that Matt Candy, why, should, why is Matt Candy on your staff? I want to see somebody young that has potential to come in there and give this offense, because look at the weapons the Steelers got. The Steelers don't have one guy on offense, right? All these guys are young. From Pickett to Najee, Jalen Warren is a, is a really good backup running back. Allen Robinson's a good has been around for a little while. Deontay Johnson, Calvin Austin's got potential. And another person I think who's uh, we need to talk about is Darnell Washington, the third-round pick tight end we got from Georgia. He needs to play more often because his run blocking, he pancake Bosa twice, yes that bosa nick bosa he pancaked him twice dude's a rookie i mean look at the guy he's a fucking freak of nature my god you mean to tell me you can't figure this out give me a fucking break the pittsburgh steelers as i look at their schedule they got next monday night they got the cleveland browns at home then sunday they got a sunday night game on nbc against the raiders then they got a sunday game at the texans and then they got a a Sunday home game against the Ravens, and then they got a bye week by week six. If the Pittsburgh Steelers are not three and two or four and one, we got a problem. Because here's the thing: I think they. I'm gonna make some predictions, but I'm gonna go ahead and get this out of the way. I think they take care of Cleveland, and I think they come out, they get a win against Cleveland. Pittsburgh Steelers when they get beat by 20 points or more, the next in their next the last. I think there was a there was a stat that came out when the Steelers lose a game. The last 12 times they've lost a game by 20 points or more. They came back and have won 10 out of those 12 times. So, the odds are in the Steelers' favor in that. They should beat the Browns. I think the Raiders game can be a problem. I think that could be an issue. And that could be our second loss. I think they can. They should beat the Texans and the home game is Baltimore. The reason why I say that is because after the bye week, they got a game at the Rams. They got the Jacksonville Jaguars at home. Then they got a Thursday night game against the Titans. And then – uh, Sunday, November twelfth, they got the Packers at home. Then they got the Browns on the road at Bengals. Cardinals at home, Patriots at home. Then they go Sunday night. They come here to play Indianapolis, which I plan on going to. They got a home game against the Bengals at Seattle and at the Ravens. They cannot afford to drop this home game to the Ravens because if they do that last game of the season, they want a chance. Because you know how it is. If you if you follow the AFC North, the Steelers and the Ravens are always fighting the final week to get in the playoffs to do something, and they have got to. We have. They have to be 4-1 or 3-2 in this last stretch. This stretch going to bye week. If not, we are in trouble. Because the Jacksonville Jaguars are a problem. Packers, you know what? I'm just going to talk. We're going to get in the schedules here in a minute for week two as I belch. I am just irritated. There's no reason for that. And the people are calling for Mike Tomlin's job. I am not one to say Mike Tomlin should be fired. I don't agree with that. The man's never had a losing season. I mean, the guy is I seen him take Duck Dodge Duck Dodgers. Duck Hodges and Mason Rudolph when Big Ben got hurt four or five years ago, missed a seat missed the majority of the season. And they went to the he finished eight and eight that year with a horrible offense. I don't want to hear it. The man has dealt with drama and everything else. And that's the fact. So as I end the recap with the Steelers, they're not going to be in my top three biggest concerns because I've already talked about their concerns. The offensive line's dog shit. The defensive line, we need a – Kevin Benton, our, our second-round pick, defensive tackle we got, he did a great job, but he needs to play more. Cameron Hayward being out hurts. Is, we've got some injuries. But my biggest fear with this is they have to come out Monday night and not get punched in the mouth like against guess four nights. If not, we're in problems. So let's do a – let's go ahead and do a, a week one recap. So, let's start off. So, th- obviously Thursday night, the Lions played the Chiefs. And let's just talk about this real quick. I really believe that this was a game where Patrick Mahomes doesn't have his number one option. And Tone, uh, there was a – Davius Tony dropped passes. The defense didn't have Chris Jones. And the Lions took advantage of one-by-one one point. Now, I will say I think the Detroit Lions are going to win the, a- the the NFC North. I think they have a lot. There's a lot of good things to say about that. But I will make this real clear. If you think the Kansas City Chiefs thing is over, this is a sign. Whoever thinks that idea, nip that in the bud because it ain't true. They're going to be fine. They're going to get Kelsey back. They're going to be fine. Now, I will state this this is the flaw when you lose Tyreek Hill. What happens? They showed when you lose Kelsey, when he doesn't play, this is what happens. Now, I will think, I do think this, if I was a betting man. Stefan Diggs, We're going to talk about him in a minute, but there's certain things the Chiefs need to need to go out and get Pat Mahomes another option of wide receiver because you can tell he ain't got much after guys besides Kelsey Next game. I'm going to talk about is the Browns and the Bengals I was the one if you I haven't really been talking about I was supposed to do an NFL preview But I just didn't have time and I was going to always say that I felt like the Bengals were going to take a step back and here's why their offensive line is still suspect. Losing Jesse Bates and on their defense that didn't have a lot already hurts. And you know, <coughs> excuse me, they paid they paid him a lot of. They played the uh, play. They paid Boer a lot of money because he's worth it. But that being said, if you look at these stats right here, I mean, Cleveland just beat the living hell out of them. Joe Burrow, fourteen thirty one for eighty two yards. He couldn't get going. Joe Mixon ran. They ran the ball solid. I mean. I mean, Joe Bixon, no Joe Bixon. Joe Mixon had 13 carries for this 56 yards. Chris Evans, who played it, uh, Chris Evans, who played here at Ben Davis High School, two carries, 12 yards. But the problem was Cleveland, and I'm gonna say this about Cleveland, Nick Chubb ran for 18, had 18 carries for 106 yards, but Deshaun Watson did not look good either. 16 and 29, 154, a touchdown, and an interception was sacked three times. Looked like he was forcing some things still. So really it was a, a game where defensively was Nick Chubb's running ability and the Browns able to get through the Bengals' offensive line was basically that. And I'm going to mark that down as that this is just a test. burrow has been having issues with a calf. I think it's a calf injury. We'll see what happens as I go through week two predictions here in a little while. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers beat the, the Minnesota Vikings 20-17. to um, Baker Mayfield gets the win on the road. Um, yeah. Baker, twenty one thirty 34 173, uh, passing yards, two, t- two TDs. Mike Evans caught his, uh, one of his touchdowns, and then uh, Palmer hit the other one. <clears throat> Minnesota Vikings, Kirk Cousins, 33-44, 344 yards, two TDs, an interception. Justin Jefferson, nine catches for 150 yards. Addison, four for uh. Four for a sixty-one. Hockershin's eight for thirty-five. Eight catch for thirty-five yards. But once again, I don't know what this is. I have. I don't understand. Kirk Cousins is a really good quarterback, but I don't think he's a franchise game changer. I think he's. I don't know, but I don't understand it, man. I really think the Minnesota the Minnesota Vikings should be better than what they are, and they're not. And it's just whatever. I don't think Tampa Bay is that good. I think I think Baker Mayfield made some plays because he can make some plays. No question about it. I'm not a big Baker Mayfield fan, but he can make some plays. But at the same time, I'm not going to sit there and go, whoop-de-doo, oh, my God, Baker Mayfield, they're going to lead the Bucks. They play in a bad division because we're going to talk about the next game because the next game, the Falcons and the Panthers talk about that. They play in a bad division where they're going to probably – the win. The, the winning totals might be nine to ten wins to win in that division, and it's a fact. Uh, a bad football game was next. The Carolina Panthers versus the Atlanta Falcons. I am a I am made uh I was talking about how I think the Carolina Panthers could win their division. I think Frank Wright with Bryce Young could do something with the additions of Miles Sandard Sanders, excuse me. Uh Chubba Herba Ch, um, uh, came say his night. Chuba Hubbard in the as another back, as another running back, but Hayden Hurst at tight end. But you know, 20-38, 146, a touchdown, two interceptions. Didn't play well. Atlanta's got a solid defense as a Falcons here. Uh, Desmond Ritter is their quarterback, but he was 15-18, 115 yards. They ran the ball. Uh, Aguilar, uh, Aguilar ugh, I can't even say his name. Uh, Aguilar with 15 carries, 75 yards. Robertson, uh, ugh, God, I can't even talk, guys. Let me get a drag real quick. I'm, I might be coming down. Bajan Robinson. They're uh, the, the standout, the rookie standout, 10 carries for 56 yards. And Kyle Pitts was the only one to really do anything. Two catches for 44 yards, caught a 34 yard bomb. But at the same time, it's like, uh, you. I don't think the Atlanta Falcons are going to be a team that's going to run the ball and stop you defensively. They're not, as you look at 15, eight, 15 18 for 115 yards. He was sacked four times, but he threw a touchdown pass. But. You can't, you're not going to be able to win games like that. But in this division, you might have a shot because it's so piss poor. So, yeah. The Washington Commanders versus the Arizona Cardinals. Commanders get the dub 20-16. to 16. If anybody knows me, I actually am a big component that I think the Washington Commanders, it's so weird calling them that, the Commanders are a team that I think is just one or two guys away from being a conversation winner winning a division and making the playoffs. I think Sam Howe did a good job. 19 31, 202, a touchdown. He did throw a pick. He was sacked six times. That's a problem. Uh, Josh Dobbs started for the Arizona Cardinals. 21 30, 132. Didn't play well. James Conner, former Steeler, 14 carries, 62 yards. Um, did some things. Uh, you know, Arizona really didn't do much of anything. Just if you look at their offense, it might be the worst offense in the NFL. If you look at the score in summary field goal field goal sam howe was sacked Um uh, they actually only seven points they got was from a um was a uh, <clears throat> was a f- for a fumble no for a fumble on um sam howe on a sack and they didn't they didn't score a single offensive touchdown i think the commander and i'm gonna take this away from arizona i think the arizona Cardinals are gonna be one of the worst teams in pro football this year i think they're gonna be horrible I don't think Kyler Murray is a franchise turning quarterback. I think he's a guy that's going to get in the way of certain things. And I think his contracts proves that last year. I've never been a big Kyler Murray fan, even was at Oklahoma. And that's that's a fact. Um I will also state this too. I think the Washington, uh the Washington commander almost said I almost slipped and said their former team name. I am a big fan of Terry McLaren. I think he's a good receiver, and I like Samuel. Logan Thomas is okay. Titans just has issues staying healthy. I will state this, too. I also believe their defense, the whole issue with their thing is, are they going to re-sign Chase Young? Are they going to trade him? I don't know. I think Chase Young is a hell of a talent. I think it's hard to walk away from that. I know he's had some injury issues. But when that man's healthy, they're a problem. I think Washington has a really good chance. I think it's just, you got to get some peace. I think Sam Howell is a guy that you can run the table with this season, see what he can do, and just get better from that. But I also think they have got to, one, run the ball a little bit better. I mean, your lead rusher, Robinson, excuse me, as I pull him up here, Brian Robinson had 19 carries for 59 yards. His longest run was seven yards. So, obviously, as my lock screen comes up on my computer, hold on real quick, y'all. If you look at that, you gotta run a little I am a big fan of Antonio Gibson I don't know what is going on with that I, I like I actually had him on my fantasy a couple years ago he's actually did some good things but I just yeah I think the Washington commanders are gonna be a team they're one or two pieces away I think they're they need another wide receiver I think they need balance play calling get that offensive line a little bit better and I just think they need to add a couple pieces on defense I think they got some night. Nice, they got some solid pieces on defense uh, Sweat Montes Sweat I like uh, they did pick up Kyle, uh, Kyle Fuller But, like I said, they got to figure out this Chase Young situation. Do they want to pay him? Do they not want to pay him? We'll find out. The game that I watched as I watched the Steelers game on my phone when I streamed it, the game I watched more than anything was on my TV screen since I recorded in Indianapolis, Indiana, the Greenwood area, excuse me, the Jacksonville Jaguars versus the Indianapolis Colts. And I will make this real clear. I think Jacksonville is one of the better teams in the AFC and I think the Indianapolis Colts have something to be to be happy with of their future because of as before I talk about CJ Stroud and the Houston Texans the next game out of all the quarterbacks in my opinion rookies stand out Anthony Richardson and first I want to comment the Jaguars went 31-21 to not taking anything away Trevor Lawrence looked good in my opinion 20, 24-32 2-41 two touchdowns uh, Travis Annette 18 uh, 18 carries, 77 yards. They ran the ball well. Calvin really looked like he didn't take a day off. Eight catches for 101 yards. I mean, looked like a looked like a true number one. That offense looks really deadly and dangerous, what they want to do. If you look at the Colts, though, Anthony Richardson starts his first career game 24-37, 223. A touchdown in INT. Was sacked four times. Ran the ball. Carried the ball 10 times for 40 yards. And I'll make this clear. He looked really good. The Colts have got to get Jonathan Taylor back or they got to move on and get a running back because – Ja- uh, <clears throat> Deion Jackson ain't the answer. Thirteen carries for fourteen yards. He had two. F- I think he dropped the ball. He dropped the ball twice on a couple passing situations where they would have been clear first downs. Fumbled the ball twice. They need to. They gotta get some running room because Pittman had eight. Car- eight. Michael Pittman had eight catches for ninety-seven yards. Uh, Josh Downs, who I think is gonna be their number one, w- who can be their number one, in my opinion, three catches for thirty yards. Uh, Pierce caught one ball for five yards. But I just. I feel like they can if they can open the play, if they can get the running, if they can figure out their situation, Jonathan Taylor, either trade him or just re-sign him for one year, then you can have something. I really believe the Indianapolis Colts have a have a franchise quarterback. Now I will say this. Richardson, listen to me on this. If you hear this, I know you're 6'4, 200, 40, 250 pounds. You are a big man. And I watched 20 years of Ben Roethlisberger being a big guy as a quarterback. He took a lot of hits, had a lot of injuries. Big man, if you hear this, please. Get out of bounds, slide, get down. Please, you're going to get yourself hurt. You're going to end up like RG3. You know, everybody says the RG3 or Andrew Luck situation. You can't take many hits. You're, they're going to catch up to you. Ask Big Ben about it, I'll tell you. But I think the Colts are in a prime position. I think they're going to be a lot better off. And Richardson didn't look poised. I know he threw that interception, but whole game I watched, he didn't look like he rushed anything. He had a really good job. He did a really good job. And I think Jacksonville is really good. I think Jacksonville – it's divisional games. Divisional games are tough, guys. I don't care what anybody says. The next game, the Ravens versus the Texans. And I'll be honest with you, I didn't think Lamar Jackson looked really good. C.J. Stroud, 28 of 44, 242, five, sacked five times, but obviously didn't score any points. So he, he couldn't score. Baltimore's defense, I think, had something to do with that. But on the opposite side, Lamar Jackson, 17 of 29, 169 yards, one interception, sacked four times. I know he's come off an injury, and I know they didn't have his safety valve as a weapon, Mark Andrews. But at the same time, you expect more than that. Um, the Houston Texans are a team that's rebuilding, but I will say this: I think Baltimore has a mission. I think they're working through the new system they got in offense. I think Lamar obviously is still having that issue with his, that injury. I mean, coming off that injury, coming back, but I think Baltimore is going to be a lot better. I mean, getting Raquan Smith was big. I mean, they still got guys. And it's just, you know, it's just one game. But I think also at the same time, it's something to keep your eye on for. Like, mm, you got to get better, be better than that. And I think Houston is a team that has some really nice pieces. But I also believe they're two years away from probably winning seven to eight games at this point. I think unless Stroud becomes a guy. Because his numbers weren't good, just they didn't score. That's why I took Richardson. Richardson actually looked – was at Richardson, looked a little bit better. Even though he is, he threw an INT with his touchdown. But look at this. I mean, Strout got shut out. So who had the better game? That's my opinion. Uh, the Tennessee Titans versus New Orleans Saints. Saints get this one 16 15. Kind of an old school battle in this one. Um, Tennessee Titans. Brian Tannehill looked like dog shit. Playing simple. Three interceptions, three sacks. Derrick Henry, 15 carries, 63 yards. The only method of offense you had. DeAndre Hopkins t- targeted thirteen times, had seven catches for sixty-five yards. They just didn't do it. Just I don't understand. I mean, the Tennessee Titans had a chance years ago when they let go of AJ Brown to the Philadelphia Eagles. That was the end of the Titans, though the, the reign they had on the AFC South, which didn't last that long. I think the Tennessee Titans, they got old Malik Willis and old Hellman's mayonnaise. Uh, everybody knows me how I feel about Will Levis. I'm not a big fan of him. Yes, that is the Louisville fan talking and the football fan talking. I don't see the appeal in the guy at all. And also, I will let, let you know the Hellman's Mayonnaise sponsorship. Congratulations, Hellman's. That's cool because I'm a Dukes Mayo fan now, and Dukes is better. So, never will buy Hellman's again. Um, But I'm not going to talk about the Titans. I think they need to get their quarterback situation figured out. And, uh, Vrabel, you, you want to get rid of everything else and do this. So, we're going to see what's going on. But for the Saints... I'm a big Derek Carr fan. I've always been that way. 23 of 33, 305 yards, one touchdown and interception. Jamal Williams, I expect him to bounce back next week. We're going to talk about him in a minute. 18 carries, 45 yards. But Oval, their wide receiver, did a great job. Overlay eight receptions for 112 yards. Played really well. Um, and obviously, <clears throat> I Rashad Rashid, Rashad Shadeed. With five catches, 89 yards. Michael Thomas, five catches, sixty one yards. So the New Orleans Saints, I think, are gonna be the clear cut winner of that division in the AFC South. They look like it, the part. And I think the Tennessee Titans are one of those teams you just go, ugh. The next game, the Raiders versus the Broncos. Um, the Raiders get the dub on the road. Jimmy Garoppolo did his thing. Twenty or twenty didn't do it. He just didn't enough to win. twenty uh twenty uh <laughs> I can't even talk. 20 out, 26, 200 yards, two touchdowns. He did throw an interception. Josh Jacobs didn't really run the ball well, but Denver's run defense is pretty stout. Jacoby Myers played well. Devontae Adams did his thing. It was just a game. It was just a division game hard. And Russell Wilson, 27-34, 177. I mean, two TDs. I mean, I, I think he could be better than that. I don't know, man. I think... I mean, they did have uh, <coughs> excuse me, <laughs> Javante Javonte Williams, thirteen carries for two yards, ran the ball really well, I thought, but it was just not enough. I think the Raiders are better. I don't know who's better in that situation. As a matter of fact, take that back because I'm sitting here looking at two teams that are kind of similar. I mean, Russell Wilson should start caliber quarterback. He knows this is a year that if he has a year like he did last year, he, mm, Sean Payton won't play. He'll cut bait and get rid of him. And that's the fact. But I will state this. I think the Raiders are a team I don't trust. I don't trust. Uh, <clears throat> I don't trust their play calling. I don't trust their head coach. I think he's back and forth. I'm talking about Josh McDaniels, obviously. Um, I'm not a fan of him at all. I don't trust him. And I am a fan that I am one of those guys that believes that the Raiders have a lot of talent. I think Groppel's going to be a guy that's not going to make a lot of mistakes. He's gonna do what he has to do to win the game and that's what it is I mean 20 at 26 is pretty damn good it is didn't even go through a pick but still didn't force anything next game on the the Ray the uh, the Los Angeles Rams with the Seattle Seahawks Rams take care of business start 13 the Rams even though they didn't have they didn't have um as I cracked my knuckles they didn't have um Cooper cup how about two, uh how about my boy how about my guy? How about that bad man? Tutu Atwell from the University of Louisville. Six catches, 119 yards. Looking good. Stafford looked healthy too, 24-38. Uh, the Rams really did a good job defensively on things. Geno Smith, 16-26, 112 yards. Didn't look to par. Um, <clears throat> uh, Kenneth Walker played well, ran the ball well. But outside of that, DK Mavcat didn't get the ball. Seattle's going to be one of the teams. I think the Rams were down last year. Um I also, in their division, who else? Oh, the Cardinals aren't that great, so they had the 49ers really to deal with. I just felt like Geno played well last year, but the new offseason, we'll see what happens. The Packers and the Bears. Oh, boy. I am not a, was not a fan of this at all. I watched this game, and I am, you know, growing... <sighs> Growing up, I always hear you know, when you when I moved up here from Louisville to India, I start catching Bears games on Fox all the time, and I just watched them. And I kind of dug the Bears, you know, the defense. I'm not saying they're my favorite, one of my my favorite team. I just like watching them with you know Brian Urlacher and Briggs, you know, defense. Chicago Bears, the Bears. And I mean this yesterday, I have never in my life seen a quarterback run for a lot. I know Justin Fields didn't play particularly well. 24-37, seven two sixteen a touchdown an interception was sack four times. Nine carries for fifty nine yards, but my boy, I mean my man Jair Alexander, that brother, he shut down, um, he shut down, um, shut down DJ Moore. But at the same time, man, like just that offensive line for the Bears is, is atrocious. It's horrible. My God, it's horrible. And I think Green Bay they made Jordan Love in his first really first career start. I mean he had that start against Kansas City, but like for an open season. 15 to 27, 245, T three TDs. And Aaron, Aaron Jones ran the ball really well. I mean, their passing game was I mean, Jones caught a 51 yard touchdown run. Javon Reed played well. Um and they didn't have Christian Watson, which is their number one receiver, and they made it look easy. The Packers made it look easy. I think it says more about the Bears and the Packers. Not taking away from the Packers, because obviously they had to do to win the game. But the Bears are just I just do I mean this. You look at this, and I want to bring this up with Chicago. When is the last time Chicago Bears had a star-making quarterback? I know Jimmy Man in the 80s, but, I mean, he wasn't a franchise-turning quarterback. That 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 85 Bears was built on Walter Payton and that nasty defense. They, I mean, Jay Cutler was solid, but I can't name a quarterback that would say, bam. And I mean this wholeheartedly. Quarterbacks go to Chicago Bears to die. The Chicago Bears have never had a franchise-turning quarterback. They never have. They never have. Next game, the game of the week, the Dolphins and the Chargers. And good God Almighty, what a shootout. Tua looked great. The Chargers offense looked great. But Tua, two, the best performance of the weekend, 28 to 45, 466 yards. Yak. 30 TDs and in interception. And of course, Tyreek Hill, the most scariest man in college in, the college, in NFL football. 11 catches for 215 yards. Waddle played well. It's a shootout. Tua looked very poised, looked very comfortable in the pocket, looked good. Herbert still looked good for the Chargers. But here's my thing, and actually I'll go back to this in a little bit, but I really believe this. I still think the Chargers have a lot of talent. There's no reason that defense should be getting a 36 points. I get Miami has a lot of talent, but there's there's got to be some way to get to that. The Eagles and the Patriots. Jalen Hurts played okay. I thought Solid did his thing. But I think this says more about the Patriots. I'm not a Matt Jones, 30, 35 of 54, 316 yards, three TDs, and touchdown. I'm not a fan of Matt Jones. I think Matt, I'm off the Matt Jones hype trim. I kid, I try to give Matt Jones a chance. I'm just not a fan of the guy. He's not the answer. And I don't I don't believe it. The surprising the beat down, the Cowboys. Thomp the Giants. The Dallas Cowboys defense is legit. Dak didn't play really well. Dak Prescott did not play well, but I will make this clear: their defense has speed. I mean, their substitutions are in and out quick. I mean, that defense is nasty. Tony Power played well too. 14 carries, 70 yards too. CD Lamb four catches for 77 yards. But the New York Football Giants, you know, you gave Daniel Jones all that money. And, but the real reason you really made the playoffs last year was Saquon had a great year because he was healthy. You didn't pay him, but you paid Danny Dimes and 15, 28, one hundred four yards, two two interceptions and sacks seven times. Yeah, Daniel Jones. <laughs> yeah, Danny Dimes. <laughs> and then of course Monday night the debacle with the 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 excuse me the turn events with the Jets and the Bills, a debacle of performance by Josh Allen, in my opinion. I think the Jets defense is good, but Josh Allen, outside of having Stephon Diggs, what has Josh Allen done? Does anybody want to answer that question for me? Because I cannot sit there with a straight face and have you tell me that Josh Allen is... This all world quarterback that everybody, you know, everybody, I have, there's some people on social media that have the nerve to say he's better than Patrick Mahomes, which is fucking asinine, in my opinion. I'm not that big of a fan. Now, I will state this it's what happened to Aaron Rodgers is unfortunate. And it, I think the Jets are going to have to run the ball well. I think Zach Wilson did an okay job, but excuse me, i take a swip of the sprite real quick. I also don't think that. Zach is gonna be one of those guys that's gonna, you know, they're gonna to have to run the ball. Dalvin um, Dalvin Cook's got to run the ball well. I also think Hall is a bad dude, but I think Garrett Wilson's a good, uh, good wide receiver. They just gotta get, they gotta get some tune. I mean, they, they, I mean, to win that game, I know. I mean, Josh Allen did not play well. And by the way, can they figure out some? Can another thing they haven't done any justice for Buffalo. I mean, there was rumors that Derrick Henry was available. Why didn't you trade and get Derrick Henry? So. In closing, and sad, and what happened to Aaron Rodgers? And I really believe this. I don't think the New York Jets defense is going to be good enough in a position to win some. They're going to be. They're going. They're going to be good enough to win some games, but to get into playoffs, they got to be able to score points. You have to score points in the National Football League, and I don't think they have enough. And that's a fact. I just feel that way, and it's a fact. And uh, for Rodgers. Anybody knows me knows I'm not a big Aaron Rodgers fan, and, I'm, and I hate what happened to him. I hate it for him. I really do. But at the same time, it's like, you know, all these years of going back and forth about not wanting to play, not wanting to play, doing this, doing that. And I mean, you go from playing in Green Bay that, I mean, you look at Lambeau Field, that field, that stadium is old and everything else. But how many times have you really seen Rodgers really get hurt on that field? I mean, he got beat up, but if you really look at it. Roger steps on turf one time. What does he do? He tears tears his Achilles. I mean, you know, all this talk about the the preseason hype for the Jets and everything else. I mean, sometimes you keep running your mouth every once in a while. Like Things are going to happen. And look what happened. Look what happened to him. And unfortunately, Rogers got hurt. And I hate that for him. I'm not saying that it was due or justice. I'm just saying in general, like, sometimes when you feel like you're one step away from things and sometimes you just keep shooting your mouth off – Sometimes something's going to knock you down, and unfortunately, Rodgers getting hurt, it knocks him down. Do I think Aaron Rodgers will ever play again? Absolutely not. I think he's done. An Achilles injury, is he going to want to go through that rehab? It's hard rehabbing that, especially an injury like that at 40 years old. I think he's done. I think his career. He's a Hall of Fame quarterback. There's no question about it. But at the same time, it's it's unfortunate. It is. Because the Jets went from a team that possibly was going to win their division, possibly make a an AFC Championship run, I a mean, people with all Super Bowl run, is now back to people say it's the Jets. It's bad luck. The people are really saying that. So, before I get my week two, my week two predictions. Here are my three biggest positive things I would say. Number three, I think Anthony Richardson is a franchise turning quarterback for the Indianapolis Colts. I really believe that. Actually, I'll make that an honorable mention. I think it's an honorable mention way because if he got the win, we'd be talking about top three. Number three for me, I think uh, is... Number three for me, the New York Jets defense is for real. I think their defense is for real, and I think, like I said... Uh, number two, I think the Dallas Cowboys is do have the, the best, nastiest defense in the National Football League. And number one, I really believe that... that Tua Tungvaluwa took care of himself. If Tua Tungvaluwa plays like that every day and takes care of himself, or just plays even less than that a little bit, the Miami Dolphins are going to be very hard to beat. They can get get to the AFC Championship and possibly Super Bowl. And honestly, on honorable mention, you look at the San Francisco 49ers, they are, in my opinion, the best team in the NFC in my opinion. The three negative takeaways. Number three for me, and I will state this, the Minnesota Vikings. I don't understand, like, why? Why are you this... Why can't like that? Should be an easy win against the Buccaneers. Should have been an easy win, in my opinion. Number two on that list, obviously, is the Cincinnati Bengals offensive line. Orlando Brown was trending on Twitter for God's sake!s That offensive line got almost Joe Burrow killed. And number one for me, like I said, it's the Chicago Bears, just their whole thing. The Giants got their ass kicked. We can talk about that. But the Bears, to me, are more concerning because I've been – like anybody can with two eye can see what the Bear, the Giants did. The Bears, in my opinion, are a team. I'm just like, what are they going to do? How are they going to get – because they got to figure this out, man, because they just can't go out there and draft another quarterback. They spend a lot of money on getting Justin Fields right, and it's a fact. All right, so here's some week two predictions for you. So tomorrow night, obviously, well, as you hear, Thursday night game. I'm recording this on Wednesday. The Vikings at the Eagles. I'm going to roll with the Eagles in it. They're a six-point favorite in this game. I'm just going to stick with the Eagles. I think they're a better football team. I think at home, I think Kirk Cousins is going to have a bad game. I would even willing to say, I know Justin Jefferson's going to do his thing, but if you have Kirk Cousins as your starting quarterback on fantasy, I would think about benching him because I benched him in one of my leagues. The Chicago Bears at Tampa Bay. I think it'll be a low-scoring game. I could see the Bucs going 2-0, but I also can see Chicago getting a win somehow, someway. But I'll roll with the Bucs. Titans at uh, the Chargers at the Titans. I'm going to roll with the Chargers. I think the Chargers win again. I don't think the Titans quarterback situation is solid. I I think they need to figure it out. So I'll go with the Chargers. The game of the week everybody's talking about at 1 p.m. The Chiefs at the Jaguars on the road. If Kelsey's healthy, I will take the Chiefs. But, in my opinion, if that does, if he's not there, I'm going to roll with the Jags in this one. It just depends on Kelsey's healthy. Kelsey's healthy. He's good to go. It might take him a week to get back in rhythm. But I also think that the Jaguars are good enough they can win this game. And then the Chiefs are staring to 0-2, down 0-2. Colts at Texans. I'm going to roll with the Colts in on this one. I think they'll get their first win on the road against Texas. I didn't see anything from the Texans that made me go, oh, my God, they're all worldly. Could be Baltimore's defense. The Packers at the Falcons. I think this is going to be a game where we see Jordan Love get a little pressure. I think the, the Falcons' the Falcons defense is a little underrated. I don't think they get a lot of credit. I know Carolina ain't the best football team but from week one, looking like. But I think they're going to do a little thing. But I do think that – I think Atlanta gets – I think the Green Bay has got a better offense just enough. And I think they're going to win this game. And I think it's going to be a, a low-scoring game. And that's the over-under is 40 points, by the way. So, the Raiders at Buffalo – I don't know about this one. I, I don't know. I'm more of on the verge of saying we can go Buffalo, but Stephon Diggs, there's some issues in the locker room with that. They can't run the ball. So I'm going to go on a limb here and say that the Raiders are going to get the road win. I'm going to roll with the Raiders. Ravens at Bengals. I expect the Bengals to play better, but I'm going to take the Ravens in a road win because I just feel like, because I don't that offense line is just so suspect. I don't trust it. I don't trust the Bengals offensive line, man. See out the Lions at uh Detroit Lions make their home debut. And I'm gonna go with the Lions in this. They run the ball well. I think they're defensively sound. I think they get some, they get a they get a win. They start the season 2-0. The Rams at I mean, sorry, the 49ers at the Rams. I could see this being a much better game for the 49ers, like competition wise, or somebody showing up. But I'm gonna roll with I'm gonna roll with the 49ers. I think they just—they're the best team in pro football, in my opinion, and that's just my opinion. Giants at the Cardinals. Ugh, what a game this will be. Ah, uh, uh, uh. You know what? I'll take the Cardinals in a home win. I'll take the Cardinals. Screw it. I'll just take the Cardinals in a home win. Commanders at the Broncos. I think the Broncos get the win here. I think Washington is uh, – I think the Broncos defense is going to give Sam Howell some issues. First road game, it's hard playing out there. that at The uh, the air quality at Denver's rough to play with, but I'm going to roll with the Broncos. Jets at Cowboys. If the Jets had Aaron Rodgers on the road, I would say yes. Absolutely, the Jets are going to win this game. But – I'm to roll with the Cowboys. They're a nine-point favorite right now. It's good. that defense is nasty. Zach Wilson's gonna get pressured, and I and there's just this is gonna be you're gonna hear it on all news outlets after this game probably on Monday. The Jets need to go find a quarterback. You need to go get a quarterback. You can hear it right now, and I think the Cowboys, and I do believe the Cowboys' defense is better than the Jets. I really do. I think they have more speed than the Jets. Dolphins on the road Sunday night against the Patriots. I'm gonna roll with the Dolphins. I don't see them. I don't see New England. I didn't see anything that. Makes me go there. You can beat the Dolphins. I don't think they can score enough. And that's whatever. And also Monday night, the Saints on the road against the Carolina Panthers. I'm going to take the Saints. I think the Saints get the win in this one. And they start the year 2-0. And, oh. and the other Monday night game, the second which is going to be on ABC. We've got the Steelers against the Browns. I think the Steelers get the win at home. I think they bounce back really well and play well. I expect Najee Harris to play a lot better. I expect better play calling, hopefully. If not, don't... Don't hold me to it. If I had a gun in my head, I wouldn't say I don't know either way, to be honest with you, at this point. But I think the Steelers get to win because, like I said, 3-2 and two are four or 4-1 by week 6 in their bye week, or we got a problem. So that's my week NFL week recap. This will be a weekly thing for the whole season. Uh, what else we got to talk about? College football, baby. So let's talk a little week 2 recap real quick. Um, Nothing really too fancy. Um, I think, uh, uh, well, obviously the headline is – is for one, I think there's a couple headlines to talk about outside of Colorado. I think Colorado is good, but I will make this clear. I still think, in my opinion, this is just me going through the, the directs before I get to talking about Louisville at the end of the day. Because I know there's going to be a lot of Louisville fans that follow me on Twitter that want who do listen to this. If you do, I appreciate you. That want to hear Louisville, but I'm saving it for last. So hang with me. I there's been a lot of talk. Is Saban's window closing, in Alabama? I think it's still open. But I do think it's kind of coming down just a little bit. I think Texas is really good. I think it's cool seeing Texas back. Millor is their is their quarterback. He made some choices I don't understand. I don't. There was a couple throws he didn't make, but for Texas going to Tuscaloosa and getting that win like that, that was pretty impressive. Kevin Stefani is the right guy for that job. I think at Texas they back him. So I'm not gonna say roll tides momentum is going down but i think the window is starting to slip just a little bit because i'm gonna look at alabama schedule real quick as i pull it up real quick they got universe they go south florida this weekend should be a win they got old miss at home at mississippi state at a&m arkansas at home tennessee at home by then they got lsu at home at you at kentucky chattanooga at home, and then they got Auburn on the road. So, I can see them winning out and then getting to Auburn and losing to Auburn. I, you know, I can see it happening. But we're going to have to see because I think their defense is – I think their – I know their defense gave up 34 points, and I can hear them right now. I just think offensively, they're challenged right now with their quarterback position. Unless they can keep them going, I, I think that could happen. Um, other news, I think Miami is back. And i would be honest with you, I was smiling for the year because I called this one with some guys that were talking at work. I said, Miami's going to beat Texas A&M because anytime Bobby Petrano's on a sideline, I hope they lose every fucking game. That's just my opinion, and I don't care. And I'm not a big fan of Jim O'Fisher either. But Miami, it's good. And me being an ACC, in the ACC, Louisville being the ACC, I got a roof for And I, it's for the ACC to be good again, Florida State, Louisville, Miami, these programs got to be good. They have to be because Clemson's fallen. They are falling. They didn't look good at all. Um, I think Notre Dame looks solid Utah I still believe is one of the best teams in the country I think Georgia is still the clear cut Favorite to win it all But right now like I said the four best teams I've seen all year And this might switch but here's what I got Right now I got My four best teams I've seen Are Georgia I like Utah I like Florida State And I'm going to put Texas in there And take Alabama out Those are the four best teams in the country I've seen now, week three predictions, there's not a lot out there. There's not things I think LSU on the road to Mississippi State is something. There are a nine point favorite, but it's something to keep an eye on. Kansas State on the road to Missouri, they're a four-point favorite, Kansas State is. That could be something to keep an eye on. Penn State, I think, is really underrated. I don't think a lot of people are talking about them. I think they're pretty good. Um, <clears throat> Minnesota going up to North Carolina, going out, going down to North play North Carolina. That's something you could keep an eye on. Um, but there's really nothing – there's not a week two match that makes me go, oh, my God. Um, here's the thing to take a bet on. Western Kentucky is going go to go to play Ohio State at 4 o'clock. Put money on K- uh, Western Kentucky to cover the spread at, at 29 points. Put money on it. Just put money on it for the hell of it. Just do it. Washington at Michigan State. Michigan State has a lot of drama. I could see them coming out and playing well, but I think Washington could roll over them. Tennessee at Florida is weird to me because – the Swamp is a hard place to play at. Anybody knows college football knows it's a hard place to play at, but it's just not the same anymore, man. I don't know what... That program kind of died when Urban Meyer died. I'll tell you when the program actually took a hit was when Lowell took care of business about 10 years ago in the Sugar Bowl. That's what happened. But it is what it is. I I think it's just... Yeah, whatever. I don't know. I, I'm one of those guys... like There's not a lot of big week three matchups, it looks like, uh, at, from the, 20, uh, the uh, top 25 standpoint. But... We got the game that I want to talk about. Preview. Louisville comes up here to Indiana to Indiana on the Big Ten Network, and they're gonna play. Louisville's gonna play Indiana. Uh, man, oh man. Louisville is a 10 point favorite right now. The over under is 15 and a half. 51 points basically. Is the over, 50 is the under. Here's my opinion. The only reason why this is a ten point spread is because it's at Louisville, so it's a neutral site. I expect Louisville to win this game between twenty-five and thirty points. So put put money on Louisville to cover the spread. And I'm everybody said, well, my Dad said it could be a trap game coming. I don't think it's a trap game. I think it's this. Louisville is offensively better. They're defensively better. They have better athletes at all positions. I think I do like. I feel bad for Tom Allen because I don't understand why Indiana wants. Why does Indiana not put any money in their football program? They got basketball, I know, is their thing, but they got a really good baseball program. Their softball program is pretty solid. Why do they not put no more money in this? I don't understand. <clears throat> that being said, I think Louisville rolls them. I think Louisville beats the hell out of them, and I'm going to go with it. I'm going to say on my predictions for this the squad for Louisville. I think Gerard Jordan's going to have a big day. I think I like to see Corey Bell get a little. Get a little get a little action. I think Thrash is gonna do his thing, and I still believe that. And I also will state this offensively, if we want to talk about a little bit, they get past this game, which they are going to, in my opinion, here's what they got, their schedule. They got Boston College at home, and I think they're gonna give Boston College an ass with, And then they go at NC State, which could be a problem on a Friday night. Then obviously week seven week six, if Notre Dame holds up, if Notre Dame holds up, and I'm gonna go back to their schedule real quick, because Let's pull this up real quick. Do, 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 do. Ah, here we go. Notre Dame. If Notre Dame's schedule holds up, they got Central Michigan. They got Ohio State at home. And then they got at Duke. And then they play us. If Notre Dame holds up and goes undefeated, we could be looking at a primetime game, a night game at Louisville. And I'll be honest with y'all. My son has saw a baseball going on right now during the afternoon. But I promise you this if that game is a night game, my ass will be there with my 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 dad. We will be there in attendance, and I can't wait. That being said, I'm not looking past anybody. I'm not looking past anybody. I know anything can happen, but at the same time, I expect Louisville to roll and take care of business. So that's my college football week talk. There's not really a lot of upsets. Now let's talk about some Louisville basketball. Since I am a Louisville fan, and I have the right to talk about this, came out the other day that Louisville is going to their scrimmage is going to be Wednesday, October 11th at 7 p.m. Unfortunately, my vacation days don't kick back into work till that Friday, the 13th, so I won't be able to go. And I want to go, to be honest. I really, really want to go. But at the same time, <clears throat> I mean this. I am one of those guys that is really key on that i think this louisville team can could turn this program around with the talent they have they the talent is just better than it was last year and i'm not saying those guys didn't have talent i just think that they some guys just need a fresh start it just is what it is now louisville announced that they are going to cancel louisville live this year they're going to back off on it here's the thing and i mean this Every single time there is something that the program does not like, the media spins with it. They run with it. The fans lose their mind. Fans have the right to be upset that Louisville Live's not happening. But here's the thing: Louisville's basketball program probably lost a lot of money last year. What putting on Louisville Live? And hey, what happened? A four-win season. I think it was between. What was the exact number of ticket sales that happened? The average fans were like six, seven thousand would show up to the U.M. Center, which is scary. I think. Which is, I mean, I think, I think, I'm saying, I think, with the, the attendance numbers, I'm saying, I'm, I'm agreeing with it's scary. I'm not saying I think it's scary. I, th- I know it is. I look at the talent level that was here last year at Louisville, and I look at what I know it falls on Kenny, and I get it. But at the same time, it's like fuck, man. Everybody says, well, the incident by Cloud didn't have nothing to do with it. Yes, it did because Chris Mack was handcuffed by this. Chris Mack was handcuffed, and I mean this. <clears throat> And I want to make this clear why I was they were people were thinking we were going to get the death penalty. Here's the thing. We had the issue with Brian Bowen. We had the issue with that whole bullshit. And I want to bring up something in the program on that I want everybody out there to agree with you or not. Brian Bowen. We had that whole fucking debacle. We know what happened with that. Or no, we had the I'm sorry, take it back. We have issues with the the women, the the prostitute, the strippers on campus, whatever. We we're on probation. Then the Brian bullshit happens. Patino gets fired. Jerk gets fired. I don't agree with Tom Jerk getting fired, but Rick gets fired. Then of course, you know we're, we're on probation for that, and now we're repeat offenders, which led people thought, man, oh, holy shit. And then of course the Chris Mack comes in, and I was a fan of the Chris Mack hire. I thought he could do. He was the highest coach in the country. I thought he could do something. Chris Mack was handcuffed with recruiting. His first class, the Super 60 Avengers, was a solid class. It uh, was a really good class, but at the same time, it was one of those, like, okay, you had some good pieces, but let's see what happens. Outside of Jordan Nora being a great scorer and, you know, Malik Williams dunk against Duke to steal the deal and getting a win against Kentucky during a COVID year, and Mack had, was, had us ranked number one in the country. But I will mean that I mean this, and I really, really, really do mean this. Chris Mack probably checked out by the end of COVID year. He probably checked out. I really believe he did. He panicked, he fired Luke Murray, went to UConn. Luke Murray decides to win a national title, UConn. He he fires Dino, his boy Dino. We all know that story, Dino. You hear this, you're a piece of shit in my opinion. I will stand by that. Ten toes down, you're a piece of shit. Um And then of course the the former president of Louisville she didn't give a shit about sports full of shit lying ass you know how she was and of course she's a liar and she suspends Matt. he gets suspended and he's done so you have three offenses where there's rumor about you have you have the issue with the women on campus then you're on probation Brian Bonafi happens and then you have the whole issue with Chris Max, supposedly with, with Dino that investigation Why would anybody want to come to Louisville at this point with all that drama? And then you've seen what they had on paper last year. Why would anybody, anybody want to come to Louisville? I know it's a mecca. It's a college basketball powerhouse. But with the situation going on, why would you want to go to Louisville? It's easy to recruit against Louisville. Now, last year was horrible. Why would you throw Louisville live? We need to win. I'm one of the guys we need to win. If they win games this year, like Peyton Steve says, the only way they can turn this fan base is by winning. Winning solves everything, man. If they start winning games, we can bring back Louisville Live. But we got to win games to happen. Every time in 2024, 20, I see everybody freaking out. Jalen Shelley's gone, blah, 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 this thing. I'm sick of it. Like, we lost Jalen Shelley the other day. There was reports that he was he had attitude, that he has, attitude, he has motor issues. You don't need that at Louisville. We need guys that want to be there, and I think Kenny's looking at this cra- this class of freshman guys to build with. What he's got, he's gonna try. He's gonna win with us. He's gonna try to get this program where it needs to go. He's gonna do what he has to do, and I expect that he will land a couple guys this, th- with this class. But he's not gonna. I don't think he's gonna go out there and make huge jumps. Everybody's talking about. Well, he's not really pushing the recruiting agenda. There was report. There's somebody that said he's never had his office. Blah blah blah. Even though or he's never at the practice facility until he gets there like 11 o'clock in the morning. But he never gets there. He just lollygags in there, blah, 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 blah. But he also has been shown, like there's been reports of him going out to circuits, going to recruiting, recruiting at these, you know, he's creating, he's recruiting the hell out of Carter Knox right now he really wants him. People think he's losing his mind. He's not going to get Carter Knox. He's a Kentucky kid. He's going to Kentucky, blah, 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 that whole thing. But I mean this. If they start winning games – and let's say they start the year out their first ten, their first 15 games, they're 10-5, and 11-4. Are we going to sit there and look at Kenny and say the same thing? Because every loss that happens, people are going to say, then you fire Kenny you fire Kenny Bandy, Kenny Bandy. I mean, Mark Innes is down there. He's on his ass right now. Uh, Ty Spalding's on his ass. Blanket sh- Ships on his ass. Justin, whatever his name is, the guy who's in his feelings because Kenny won't give him a radio, radio interview. Why would Kenny want to talk to Manny? He has to focus on it. he went out after the season and hit the ground running, told guys that needed to leave, they need to get out of here, you need to go and transfer. He's got he's given guys a chance. And that means it. Everybody wants to break a big deal. He brought in guys like Fabio, Devin Reed and guys to fill their fucking roster out. My God. And here's what I'm gonna say I'm gonna pull up Lowell's roster real quick for this upcoming year. As before I close with something else, excuse me. It's been a long episode today, guys. I appreciate you guys tuning in, like always. Like always, We've got some episodes playing in the following weeks. I don't know, but I'll make announcements on the social media plays, like always. As I pull up, here's the roster report back in August. This is what it looks like, even with the, tray, the, the Trent Flowers bullshit. But here's what they look like. Here's the depth chart. Point guard Sky Clark start. This is the this is the five I think they're going to go with. Sky Clark, Trey White, James, Mike James, who? Mike James, Brendan Huntley Hatfield, and Manny Okafer are going to be the starting five. I think JJ is going to be the first man off the bench for a I think Dennis Sevens is. I think Karan Davis is going to play, and I really believe that Caleb Glenn is going to play. I think they are very talented at all positions. And uh, the Tyler Johnson thing, we're waiting to hear about. Um, we're waiting to hear about. Um, his eligibility thing or whatever, but he is on campus. That makes me happy. He at least he's working out my team. Um, a lot of people aren't talking about Hersey Miller. I think Hersey can help us in spots. I like Hersey's effort. I know they're saying he, he I mean he came out and told me he had he was having issues with his hip the year before he was coming off an injury. He really was the same player. I believe Hersey Miller can be solid and I think he can be solid enough like for him to come in for because Sky Clark's gonna be one of the best point guards in the country. I really believe Sky Clark is. And I think he's gonna be the like and I mean this, I really wish L. Ellis would have came back because I think L. Ellis could have played on this squad. I think L. Ellis could have played in the backcourt with Sky Clark. I really do. I really believe he – I thought he could. I think he could. But I also think this – I'm going to talk about Trent Flowers here a little bit. But I always sit there and think – I was thinking this the other day. What if Flowers didn't come here and we got R.J. Louise, the kid that went to St. John's for Rick Patino? And by the way, Rick Pitino – Big East college basketball be on Lancet because he is coming. That being said, you look at it going here we go. Look what they got. Roster flip looks totally different last year. Everybody says we still got one guard, blah blah blah. But I think our bigs are better. I think our wings are better. He's going, and I really believe they're going to be all right. They're going to be okay. And I think they can make. I think they can win some games. I don't see them making big headways. Like My dad thinks they're going to win 24, 25 games. I want to believe Dad, but I don't know yet. I don't have a prediction. I want to see him in scrimmage, but I will be there opening Monday night that game. I will be there that Monday night for sure. That being said, fans, I get it. We're frustrated. A lot of them are frustrated. I wasn't happy with last year. I try to stay positive through the whole thing. Maybe they could turn around. Maybe they can get to 500 with this squad, but I was naive and stupid. I get it. And also, we all know about my prediction. I'm tired of pulling away. It's last year. I get it. But I really believe in my heart that this is a squad that's going to help turn things around. When I heard Dr. Duncan Stein say on the 35KY show say, Kenny's got some hoopers in there, man. They ballers, man, and they're dogs. He's got some guys. So we need to sit back and let go. If Kenny the, – the thing is, if Kenny can go to Madison Square Garden, beat Texas, and face the win in the Indiana-Yukon game, win those two games, people are going like, wait a minute, Hold up. <clears throat> It is Now losing Flowers is big I get it was But at the same time I think we got guys in place That can do some things It is what it is We're bigger than one Louisville basketball Is bigger than one kid The program always Has been that way And that's a fact And I want to answer This question Before I close the show Can somebody make the The question What is the difference Between Brian Bowen's dad And Trenton Flowers' dad Is there a difference at all because I don't see it, but do you? In closing, I appreciate you guys' support. Tune in next Thursday for another episode of Conversations with Shelby Green. And just remember one re- thing that you need to take home, with you as soon as you get done listening to this podcast. I don't bullshit. I just tell it like it is. Straight up. Have a good one, y'all. Go Cards.